0: Father and of the Son of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Good morning, everyone. It's great to see you this morning on this beautiful day that the Lord has blessed us with. And I want to thank all of you who are joining us on our online screen for being with us this morning as well. So the question is why was our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ born? Why did God come into the world? I want you to celebrate his the feast
1: of the Nativity,
0: at Christmas.
1: All Saints Camp
0: is a great experience for the kids. One of the things that we would do with the kids at All Saints Camp is we would show them an icon of Christ. We would take a mirror. They didn't know it was a mirror. We had a mirror, and it was on the table. And we said, on the other side of this mirror is an icon of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So we want you to turn the mirror over and look at this icon. So the kids would turn the mirror over and they would look at the icon of Christ. They would look at their own faces. Because are we not all icons of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ? Certainly we are, right? And then we would remind the kids about Adam and Eve. And how they fell away from God and how they were put out of the Garden of Eden. We would give them another mirror, and this one was muddy. It was dirty, and you could still see a reflection a little bit, but certainly not clear. So then if you take the mirror, and you put it in a little bit of water, and you take it out of the water, it's really easy to clean off the mirror so that you can see the reflection beautifully in it again. That's why God came into the world, my brothers and sisters, Christ, so that we can look into the mirror and see a beautiful, clear, crisp, clean reflection, the icon of Jesus Christ that is in me, and that is in you, and that is in all of us. So what do I share this with you today? Today, of course, the Sunday before Christmas, we always read the gospel reading of the genealogy of our Lord, God, and Savior, Jesus Christ. You know those long names, right? What are those long names? What are all those names about? The interesting thing about this genealogy, if you look at the names in this genealogy, and you look at the lives of these people in this genealogy, guess what? They were far from perfect. Christ came to the world through a lineage of sinners. And some of them were incredibly scandalous. For example, Tamar who we read in the genealogy as part of Christ's genealogy disguised herself as a prostitute and bore twins by her father-in-law. Bahab who we also read as part of the genealogy was a prostitute. We know King David committed adultery with Bathsheba and then murdered her husband. Ruth was King David's great, great Grandmother and a Moabite woman. The Old Testament is full of warnings of Jewish men against Mary, Gentile woman, like Ruth. All of these people, my brothers and sisters in Christ, in the genealogy of our Lord God and Savior Jesus Christ, did not have perfect wives. So why did our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ come into this world through this lineage that was so less than perfect? because he wanted to identify with the fallenness of humanity. He wanted to identify with my fallenness. He wanted to identify with your fallenness, with the fallenness of humanity, so that he could restore the image back to its clarity of what it's supposed to be. King David, King David, yes, he committed adultery with Bathsheba and murdered her husband. But the thing is, you have to remember that in the Old Testament, these details about the lives of these individuals did not stand alone. What did King David do after he was brought to the realization of the sin? What did he do? He, I know you won't be answering this, he repented. He repented and fell on his knees and repented and came back to God. And by the way, if you'll allow me a little rabbit trail here, King David wrote many of the psalms in the book of psalms of the Old Testament, right? And one of the book of psalms that King David wrote was the 50th psalm, this beautiful psalm of repentance. And I want you to remember that in the Divine Liturgy, the 50th psalm is said twice. It's said every matin service. On Sunday, when the people come up to venerate the gospel during the matin service, the 50th psalm is recited. And during the liturgy, the 50th psalm is recited by the priest, when I'm sensing the icons, when I'm sensing the conversation, on the altar table, and then the congregation, in preparation for the great entrance, the priest recites the 50th psalm. Have mercy on me, O Lord, according to your great fast love, and according to your abundant mercy. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity, and cleanse me from my sin. The priest says to himself this beautiful 50th psalm. A psalm of repentance. So remember, my brothers and sisters in Christ, that David's sinfulness and the sinfulness of Tamar and Rahab and Ruth and all the other people in the genealogy of Christ didn't stand alone. There was a deep love for God in the hearts of these people and it came with the depth of repentance. And that's what God wants us to remember through his genealogy that all of us, my brothers and sisters in Christ, are worthy of His love. All of us are worthy of His blessings. All of us are worthy of His grace, no matter how fallen we may feel. No matter what our journey of life is, no matter what our challenges in life are, our Lord loves us. This comes through clearly in the genealogy and life of the people that are mentioned in this beautiful genealogy of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So you know what that tells me? And here's really, here's part of it. Sometimes, I don't know about you, I can only speak for myself. Sometimes my family can be a little bit difficult. I love my mom, I love my brother dearly, I love my family, but you know sometimes, especially my brother who I love dearly and he has his own problems, certainly. But here's the thing, as I'm reading this genealogy, you know where the thought came to my mind was? That I could never give up on my brother. I could never give up on my brother. You know why? Yeah, my brother might have his problems. But look at the people in the genealogy of of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ that we read today. Some of them became great saints. And this genealogy reminds us that some of the greatest saints started out with tremendous problems in their lives. In fact, some of these saints were the greatest of sinners and they became great saints. So I, you, we, my brothers and sisters of Christ can never give up on anyone. And when we're tempted to, and when we're tempted to think of ourselves as better than the other, you know, the invitation is to remind ourselves of the names of this genealogy. Yes, brothers and sisters, Christ family sometimes can be a little bit, a little bit difficult. We must always remember some of the greatest saints were difficult, and some of the greatest saints started being the greatest of sinners. So why did Christ? Why did our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ come into the world? He came into the world so that you and I can clean our mirrors. And so, what does that look like? We have to do the work. We were baptized, right? The image of the mirror going into the water. We were baptized so that we have the potential to clean our mirrors. What does it look like for me, for you, for all of us? Here's the invitation, and it's very simple. It might be very scary, but here's the invitation. The invitation is walking a journey of faith in the context of confession and repentance. Do you know my father confessor is Father Nicholas Tyne? I started going to Father Nicholas Kine, he's an OCA priest by the way. As you know, my initial father confessor, Father Vadim, who was my father confessor for 16 years, he passed away. So now I go to Father Nicholas Kine, and by the way, so does Father Michael Johnson, we go together. And you know where Father Nicholas Kine is located? Port Townsend. And people will say to me, Father, you mean to tell me you go all the way to Port Townsend for confession? Yeah, I do. Because it's that important to my spiritual life. And I share this with you because I want confession to be an important part of your spiritual life too. Remember, confession, going to confession for me is like cleaning my mirror so that image of Christ, that icon of Christ in me can be clear and beautiful and crisp, that's what confession is all about. Ultimately, it's about the love of God. It's about the compassions of God. It's about the blessings of God. And it's not about what you did was wrong. Right, just about the love, compassion, and the blessing, my brothers and sisters in Christ, of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So this morning, um, I leave you with this thought as we're walking this journey, as we prepare to celebrate Christmas to the glory of God. Um, this is from a writing of a fellow priest. I just want to share this paragraph, this short paragraph with you. And I conclude with his words and his perfect conclusion to the ending of our what we're sharing here today. And he says the following, he says, so as we prepare to celebrate Christmas, let us fast not only from rich food and drink, but also from words, thoughts, and deeds that would discourage anyone from finding their place in the ongoing story of Christ's salvation. Let us ask for forgiveness for those whom we have offended and otherwise take the steps that we can to bring health to strained relationships. Let us refuse to see other people with eyes blinded by our own passions or the conventional standards of our society. Who knows whether God will make great saints out of those whose lives are scandalous? It should not surprise us if he does, of course. For Christ's family tree included many such people. His birth continues to be good news for them, for you, and for me, and for all who do so desperately need the healing, and transformation, and joy, and blessings that the Savior was born to bring. May our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ bless us all and keep us in His care on this.